Welcome to Risho Kosekai International of North America. Following is a reading of the book Guide to the Threefold Lotus Sutra by Nikyo Niwano, founder of Risho Kosekai. Part 2 The Lotus Sutra of the Wondrous Dharma. Chapter 8 The Assurance of the Buddhahood Given to the Five Hundred Disciples. The theme of this chapter is the assurance given to Purna and many of the other close disciples that they will surely attain to the state of Buddhas. The declaration to Purna is first given in prose, then in verse, as the story is told of his past accumulation of merit, his future glory as Dharma clarified Tathagata, and the perfection of his abode at that time. At the conclusion of this, 1,200 arhats, standing there silently, wish to be assured in the same way, and the Buddha, reading their minds, proceeds to name first monk Kandinya, who, at a time far in the future, will become a Buddha whose title will be Universal Illumination Tathagata. 500 others, some of whom also are called by name, are also assured that they will all attain supreme perfect awakening and have the same title, Universal Illumination Tathagata. The meaning here is that any hearer of the teaching who truly strives for awakening will finally reach the same state. The sequence of assurances is repeated in verse, and at the close of this verse passage, Maha Kasyapa is given the command. Regarding those not present in this assembly, you must proclaim these matters for their sake as well. It will be remembered that in the chapter on skillful means, as the Buddha was about to speak, 500 of the old disciples rose in a body and left, and it is to these that he now refers. The meaning of this is that once anyone has heard the teaching of the Buddha, a bond is formed. And even though one who has heard may turn away, the bond is never broken. At some time, there is a remembrance and return to the path of the Buddha and eventual attainment of awakening. Similarly, we ourselves today become disciples of the Buddha and learn the teachings of the Lotus Sutra, and if we practice it, we also will become universal illuminating Tathagatas. As the name clearly indicates, such a one is a presence casting light everywhere in the world. In the same chapter, the Buddha declares that all these Tathagatas in turn shall predict, by which is meant simply that in terms of ourselves, one tells another, this other another, ever in turn, and we who learn and practice the teachings of the Buddha will sometimes predict the awakening of another. We have the duty to make this prediction. Thus, gradually, universal illumination Tathagatas multiply, and our world at length will become a pure land filled with light. This is the meaning we may read from the superb foretelling that is the theme in this chapter. Indeed, I dare say, this is the meaning we must read. 
The disciples who directly receive the Buddha's assurances are overjoyed, and they stand in gratitude before him, reproving themselves for the pride and satisfaction they had until then felt in their wisdom. They confess their condition with the parable, which is related by Ajnata Kundinya, first in prose, then in verse. This is the fifth parable, the parable of the gem in the robe. A certain poor man went to see a good friend. This friend entertained him with food and wine, with the result that he got quite drunk and fell asleep. Just then, the friend was called away on business, but hating to wake the sleeping poor man, he thought what he might do for him, and he sewed a priceless jewel inside the lining of his clothes. He then went away on his business. When the sleeper awoke and found his friend gone, not to return for a long time, he also left and resumed his wretched life of wandering. He was in great need of food and clothing and was content with whatever small amount he could earn. A long time passed, and one day the poor man, still unaware of the jewel, met his old friend on the road. The friend looked at the poor man's pitiful condition and said, how could you be so stupid? Look at yourself. I sewed a precious stone into the lining of your clothes just so that you would be able to live comfortably. Then he reached over and took the jewel from the lining of the filthy collar and said, See, sell this and buy whatever you need. Why should you be in want? In this parable, Ajnata Kundinya is saying that the Buddha is like this good friend, that when he was still a bodhisattva, he had told his followers that they all alike had the same Buddha nature, the priceless jewel of the parable, and that through practice they might all gain the awakening of the Buddha. But their minds had been plunged in sleep, and they failed to grasp the true meaning. In getting rid of physical and mental desire, they had thought that they were awakened, but aspiration after the supreme perfect awakening of the Buddha remained. Somehow, they sensed there was something more, and now the world-honored one had awakened them. Now they knew that they themselves were bodhisattvas. Now, striving for mankind in their practice as bodhisattvas, they knew that ultimately, they would become Buddhas. Filled with joy at so great a good, they declared their gratitude from the heart. The chapter closes with the poetic summary of this passage and its thought. The Buddha nature is the capacity to become a Buddha, or to put it in ordinary terms, it is the capacity to become a person of perfect wisdom and virtue. If we ask how we may be sure that everyone has this capacity, we may answer that all people are of the ultimate substance, the absolutely identical and everlasting life that is animated by the great life force of the universe. Thus, basically speaking, the Buddha nature may also be termed the eternal Buddha. Though all of us have the Buddha nature in this sense, we are often not able to see it ourselves. 
The reason for this is that we are accustomed to think that ourselves are the little bodies and minds working away for our daily needs and running hither and thither in pursuit of our wants. The poor man of the parable is the very picture of us ordinary people. His rich friend, like the eternal Buddha bestowing the Buddha nature upon every mortal, has given him a precious stone, but he does not realize that he has it, and we, like him, seek only the satisfaction of our wants and do not notice the precious thing we have. And so, we are the more lost as we go on and on in the complication of our lives. But the Buddha, who appeared in this world as Shakyamuni, taught that all mankind alike have the Buddha nature, the priceless jewel in the lining of the poor man's clothes in the parable. And this teaching stirs our awareness. The instant we gain this awareness, our minds expand, brighten, and become free, and we gain great confidence in human life. In summary, then, the parable states the truth that really we are already delivered. Our ultimate substance is that free life that is one with the great life force of the universe. Because we do not know this, we are caught in the toils of life. But deliverance is not hard. We need only to make the discovery to awaken to the fact that our ultimate substance is the Buddha nature. To see that in our beginning in this way, we are delivered. End of Part 2 The Lotus Sutra of the Wondrous Dharma Chapter 8 The Assurance of the Buddhahood Given to the 500 Disciples Arkina offers classes on Buddhism, information on meditation, holds online gatherings, and practices chanting. Please visit our website at www.arkina.org for information on upcoming events.